every day on the big show. What? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hanging out live at Wasatch Front Kia, 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 770 West Riverdale Road. And we're not just with our friends at Wasatch Front Kia, Kia, Kia. It is the Katrubus Stimulus Tent event. A great time to buy a, a new or used car. Two locations. We just happen to be at this one. 770 West Riverdale Road. Stop by and see us. Gordon, it is time for What's Going On. Uh, of course, the big news, big headlines across the Zone Sports Network. And Gordon, today is Thursday, and that, of course, means the Joe Ingalls Show with DJ and PK. Here are the guys with, uh, with Joe talking about leadership styles compared to that of Michael Jordan. So how do teammates know when it's right and appropriate to get on a fellow teammate about whatever, and how do they know what tact to use? Yeah, um, that, that's a, it's an interesting, it's a good question. I'm, I'm sure you studied that all night to, to figure that out. I did. But. I did. I want to be on my game, Joe. I, I got up early because I knew you were coming on today. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's interesting, and... and I've been in different spots on teams where you're kind of expected to speak your mind and, and be a, a leader or, or talk at certain times. And I've been on teams that you don't or that I'm not expected to. It's a fine line of finding, yeah, obviously everyone's different and like different guy. Like there might be a certain player you can absolutely yell at and scream at and, and he knows in the heat of the moment that you not you don't hate the kid you don't hate the player you're just trying to oh, I, don't know, I do it to I probably do it to Rudy the most in, in games um, like yelling or screaming he, he didn't do something or maybe I threw him a 50-50 pass and he dropped and it makes me like it makes me mad but Rudy doesn't come to me and want like want to fight me like he understands the situation we'll get to the next dead ball and we'll we'll talk about it in a with a, like a regular conversation or a timeout will come and he'll give his version of, of what he thought happened and I'll give obviously we we don't have that much time in timeouts but it's a quick abbreviated version of oh, I thought you were doing this or I thought you were going to screen here or pass here and um, and you move on. Um, me and Rudy do it like I've, obviously I've played with him the longest too so I've been with him the most um, we, we obviously are involved in a lot of actions together and, and it happens and we, we don't walk off the court and not talk to each other and hate each other and have a unsalvageable relationship it's just a part of a part of the game and I think he respects me for telling my telling my opinion and, and how and vice versa I respect for what he's going to say to me so um, yeah, it's a real fine line of knowing the personality on your team, the guys, how they, how they best respond to criticism. Is it in front of the team yelling and, and calling them out? Is it pull them up aside on the side of a drill when you, you subbed out and then say something then or at the time, on the side of a timeout? And, um, no, I think as you get to know your teammates and as... Like my personality is to talk regardless. Like I'm always going to say what's on my mind or what, what I think should be happening or shouldn't. Um, have I said things at the wrong time or to the wrong people in the, in the wrong way? Absolutely. Like I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the, the best leader in the world. But um, 
I'm going to get my point across and if you disagree we'll, we'll talk about it I have, I have no issue um, talking about it so yeah it's a, it's a very fine line but I think the longer you play with people like oh, I can I know what Quinn's going to say or do I feel like I can can plan it before sometimes because I've been with him so long and that's just a a part of building the relationships you have with within a team that was Joe Ingles from the Joe Ingles Show. What do you think, Gordon? It is the delicate uh, leadership styles can be delicate. Well, my favorite part of that whole bite there was uh, the droppage of uh, the unsalvageable reference. Yeah, right. Uh, I agree with Joe. I mean, look, if you can't communicate with your guys, then what the heck's going on? If everyone's going to be so sensitive that you can't say what you're thinking, there is value in what uh, Joe Ingles thinks. There's value in what anybody who's on the floor thinks. And I think they should be heard. And you can't be all sensitive about what someone is saying to you. On the other hand, you have to be respectful. Uh, I, I think uh, belittling people gets uh, is really not productive. And so if what you think Michael Jordan said was belittling and, and unproductive, then okay. I mean, how is it going to help you? It's one thing to hold a high standard. It's another to, to put your teammates down in a way that is going to ha- make them less likely to uh, do a good thing on the floor. So uh, I, I think that's just common sense. But to, for, I, I agree with Joe from this perspective, Jake. If, if you feel a certain way and you just – tamp it down time and time again, how is that going to be useful to the betterment of the team overall and to your own psyche? Yep. I think it's an interesting uh, experiment in in power or, or a, a human study. Um, when uh, when How do you treat people when you don't have to treat them a certain way, right? When, it, when you're Michael Jordan and you're above reproach because your value is that high and you have the most power, probably even more than the owner in a franchise, uh, maybe not more than the owner, but you get my point. How do you yeah. treat people? How do you treat your teammates? How do you treat uh, you know people on staff? I mean, I, I think it, it says a lot about who you are. Like, was Michael Jordan, was that a leadership style or did Michael Jordan just treat people like crap because he could and mm. didn't have to be... Uh, a certain way it, you know uh, way back when uh, there was a, a somebody on the zone staff who would uh, you know if if you were perceived above them it was he he would act one way if you were perceived above him if you were perceived below him boy was it completely the opposite you know I, I, how do you treat people how do you interact with people uh, how do you lead a team uh, it, you know if you have the ultimate power. I mean, Joe Ingles, he and Rudy are the are the vets on the team, right? They've been here a long time. He's got years left on his contract. He's got financial uh, financial security. I mean, he could probably treat teammates like garbage if he wants to. Uh, but if you know, he he has his own leadership style. I I, I guess I'm, I'm getting lost in the weeds a little bit here, but I, I think it's an interesting study of human character, right? Well, and you got the goal in mind. You want to win, right? And so what's productive and what isn't? That's really what it comes down to. If you're a leader on a team, what can you say that is going to produce results? And if it's not going to produce results, then don't say it. Or say well, it in a different way. 
if Michael would have uh, behaved in a different fashion, would he have won 10 titles? Yeah. Now, was 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 Michael so good individually as a basketball player that it didn't matter? It, it didn't matter if he had productive team behavior because he was going to get his team there regardless. You know, or, was he a good yeah. leader or was he just so good at basketball that it didn't matter? Right. You got to ask yourself the question: If you're Michael Jordan, did what I say affect us in a positive way or in a negative way? Well, they won championships, but could they have won more? Could they have won more right. efficiently? Right. Could they have done better without the belittlement, without the insults, without the uh, the digs? Uh, by the way, did you see uh, the various reports of members of the Bulls uh, who are upset with the way the whole thing was presented in uh, the last dance that that they did uh, argue back with Michael Jordan, that they didn't just sit there and take it, that they did push back. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, and, and I would, too. I don't care. Michael Jordan, I understand his power. But big freaking deal. What are you going to do? Sit there and, and take it all the time and be a kiss butt? What's the word? You could be a sycophant, or, or, or what are you going to? Uh, he's not going to respect that. He's going to respect you less if you just let him abuse you that way. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Michael Jordan, what he respects and what he doesn't. It doesn't sound like he respects much, much actually. So I well, don't know. Did, how many yeah. games did uh, did punching Steve Kerr in the face win the Bulls? You know. <laughs> well, Kerr did hit but, some big shots, but maybe he right, hit the, more. Or maybe he would have hit less. Maybe it did motivate him. Uh, I I thought it was interesting listening to Hans talk earlier on his show that he was always motivated by coaches and teammates that would would chew him out. Really? Isn't that that's, interesting. That's, yeah, that's how uh, yeah, he responded. That, that's who he yeah, responded to. That's that ain't me. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I, I I agree with the kinds of players who say I will work my butt off for you if I think you have uh, not just my best interest at heart, but the team's best interest at heart. But both. Uh, not not. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and take a bunch of abuse. I didn't join the Marines. Well, we know you like to be coddled, Gordon. We get it. Not coddled. No, not coddled. <laughs> I had a coach once who coddled the players, including me, and I hated it. I wanted somebody who cared, who really wanted to win and wanted to produce positive results, uh, but not to the point of abuse. Come on. Uh, well, I mean, some people could perceive what Jordan did certainly is uh, is abusive. I don't know if you want to call it abuse, but uh, let's move on. It's what's going on here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's move on to Hans and Scotty. They played Carl uh, Malone's comments about Michael Jordan in the documentary, and here's what that uh, they had to say. So when I say the name Michael Jordan, what comes to mind? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Well, what, uh, like what else I need to say? Thank you. Go ahead. So talk to me about the Game 6 Finals in Utah when he stole the ball. Why? Why, why do I have to? But I tell you this, I'm all man, and I accept the responsibility for not winning one, and we was there. We just happened to be playing the Chicago Bulls, which wasn't just Michael Jordan, by the way. And I have the utmost respect for Michael, but I never thought I was playing Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was playing the Chicago Bulls, but let's not, you know, everybody say this person was a bad man and all that. Well, yes, I give them respect. 
but I got a setup. I'm a man, and I was a bad son of a bitch too. So that's how I look at that, and and that's who I am. Maybe in my older years, I can call it that bluntly, but I'm just calling it like I see it. So. Wouldn't expect anything else from Carl. Okay, now tell me, that is the last dance guy interviewing him. Oh, is it? No, it was was done in 2019. If it's not, then I'm... I, I, I don't... I think... When, when I watched that, I got the impression that they were there for a minute, and then they were like, "Nah, this isn't going to work. He's not doing anything for us." This because the word I got, I'd heard that he turned it down. That they never were able to talk to him because he turned them down for the last dance. Okay, but tell me then, did he just bring somebody in to do the interview? And then when the guy asked him, "What do you What do you think when I say Michael Jordan?" He said, "Michael Jordan. What else do you want?" I don't know the story behind it. I guarantee you, if. Carl Malone was interviewed for that, and if that was the quote that he gave them, that quote would never have made the official documentary. But that's that's exactly what I'm thinking. I, yeah. It feels like they went out there to interview him, and in his mind, he's like, I'm not going to give them any anything yeah. positive to play about Michael Jordan. Carl is a bad man. He just he didn't he does not want to give any praise to Mike. The problem is is that we have a generation of NBA fan and jazz fan that do not remember how great Carl Malone was. Carl Malone was such a special, special NBA player, and you'll not see it's gonna be a long time until you see a combination of his skill set and his power and raw ability again in the NBA. He was so uniquely and, and I, I get tired of everybody like, well, how would he be in this generation of NBA? Well, he'd be different because he would have grown up differently and his skills would have adapted. You're not taking 1990 Carl Malone and then transporting him into 2020. He would have grown up differently in a game that was different than it was back then. So you can't say, well, he couldn't shoot the three. Well, you don't know that because he didn't grow up shooting the three. Had Michael, had he been born in 2000 and grown up with a three-point shot as a power forward, then he probably would be able to shoot the three. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really dumb argument that a lot of people say, well, he wouldn't survive. Of course he would. I mean, how many times have we had Thurl Bailey – and um, and uh, Booner Booner on, mm-hmm. and we asked how would you know how would this player be in the era, or how would that player be in this era? And he's like, they adapt, they they would figure it out because they're so gifted athletically, they'd find a way to figure it out. Yeah, I, I agree with what those guys were saying there completely. Carl Malone had a ni- developed a nice touch from the perimeter. And if he would have had to take a couple of steps farther back, he could have made that shot too. I think uh, he we saw his game evolve as he aged, and I also agree with his comments. If if they if that was the people, I didn't know that was the people that did that interview. I watched that interview twice or three times, and it was classic Carl Malone. And if you when you just heard the audio. Imagine Carl's face, and now he's got the big beard, and he's puffing on a cigar and the whole thing. But, it, it, I mean, the expressions on his face, that's the Carl Malone I remember. And I don't think he was trying to avoid complimenting Michael Jordan, but he, he just wanted to make it clear, hey, I respect this guy. He was really good, but so was I, you know, and that, that's what I took from that. Yeah, it's an ego thing. I, I totally agree with you. I, I, It's funny about the Carl Malone comments because didn't that interviewer get kind of San Bernardino'd in a way? 
where he was like, hey, what do you think about when I say the words Michael Jordan? Yeah, I mean, it was clear what he was trying to say. <laughs> I know, he said, I know. Hey, hey make, give us a comment on Michael Jordan. And he says, what do you think of when you think of Michael I know, but you said, uh, Damian Hunter, how are you hanging on? Where are you? And he answered it in the most literal way possible. That's exactly what the, what Carl Malone just did. Yeah, but Carl. What do you think of when I say the name Michael Jordan? Well, Michael Jordan. Yeah, but in the first case, he was confused. In this case with Carl, he knew exactly what he was saying. He, he he was doing that on purpose, and uh, you know, he's, mean, a, he's a he's Brandon a bad man. Right but I was a bad man too. I mean, and he was. I mean, he wasn't the equal of Michael Jordan, but he was. He Carl Carl's uh, uh, record and his numbers uh, stand uh, speak for themselves. Uh, but I, the expressions on Carl's face when he's talking it's just like, <laughs> come on, Carl. That is. That is classic, uh, Mr. Malone. Well, yeah, I mean, these these are, you know, people that are the best in the world at what they do. And not only that, but the best of the best, right? Hall of Famers. And I'm sure they don't enjoy seeing others get credit when they feel that they are do more. And that's, I mean, Michael Jordan has been the ultimate hype machine pretty much from the day he stepped foot in the NBA. And it's only... It's only gotten more and more. And I, I saw an interesting tweet uh, online today talking about how the the last dance was was really going at LeBron, saying let's 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 not get crazy about you comparing yourself or you thinking that you're the best ever. You know, yeah. kind of like that type of thing. Like well, we're going to remind everybody just how good I was because I'm Michael Jordan. How dare anybody about it. put anybody else in a sentence with me? I don't know who that was doing that interview, but if it was someone associated with that production, shame on them for not including that. Shame uh, on no, them. Uh, we, we, it's from a, a, a 30 for 30. Our, our friend Devin on Twitter uh, said okay. the Malone bite was from a 30, uh, 30 for 30 in 2019. Malone wasn't interviewed for the last dance. Hike okay. piece, says Devin. And so. maybe he didn't want to be. I don't know why he wouldn't have been. But uh, He flat declined to be in, he the, in the documentary. He passed. But, but, that, but that's the way you, that's the same way Stockton felt. I mean, if these these guys would have been dead in the water if they'd gone into that series thinking, "Oh no, we're playing Michael Jordan. Uh, he's he's the greatest ever." It's not the way those athletes think. I mean, I understand that Carl had his rough moments at times uh, in the clutch, and and uh, but I think that runs a lot deeper than just. Uh, being afraid of Michael Jordan, if that were the case, then he never would have been able to put up those 39 points in Game 5 on the road. I mean, that's uh, that's ridiculous. And I think that whole idea that everyone needs to kowtow to Michael Jordan, I don't care how good you are. If you're a competitor in the league, you, take, you can't take that crap. I remember watching Steve Nash play against Stockton early in Steve Nash's career in the NBA. Steve had not established himself yet at that point. And he he was trying to beat the living daylights out of John. And I was impressed by the way he, the toughness he was displaying because John was a, a, a far better player at that particular juncture when I was watching that confrontation. But Steve Nash wasn't going to admit that to himself. And if he and if Stockton had sensed that Nash was thinking that way, then Stockton would have abused him on the floor. And it's just that can't fit into a real competitor's mindset, or else you're you're toast before you get started. So I respect Carl's resistance 
in trying and John Stockton's resistance in trying to uh, genuflect and bend the knee to his airness. But it sounds like uh, the it, well, it doesn't sound like it in this documentary. Anybody who had the uh, the brazenness to do that with Michael Jordan, he took him down in this piece. I mean, that's that's he didn't respect that. That insulted him. And, yeah, and well. you know what? I'm not surprised that teammates are grumpy with this uh, this whole thing. The nicest thing that I can recall that was said uh, that that Michael Jordan said about Scottie Pippen in that docu series was he was my best teammate ever. The best te- the best guy I ever played with. And it's like, mm-hmm. no duh. I mean, who else would who else would you even <laughs> who else would you even think was the best player that that Jordan or teammate that Jordan ever had? At least with the Bulls. I mean, I know yeah. how much you think of Bill Wennington, but I don't think he was uh, any better than Scottie Pippen. Well, you know? so and that's like the nicest thing he said about the guy. And he even yeah. said the guy uh, uh, had a um, uh, surgery. Uh, to basically abandon the team, criticized him for that. You know, that's that's mm. stuff that players don't do to other players. Well, if that's what he really thought, then go ahead and say it. But uh, I, 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 let me give you an example of what you were just talking about there. When he, when he uh, said what he said and reacted the way he did to to Gary Payton. Uh, that was troubling to me. I understand that it was presented to him in a challenging way where Peyton was saying, if I had been on Jordan from the beginning, it, it would have changed the series. Or so, so Jordan was automatically put in a position of defending himself. But Gary Peyton was a hell of a player, as was Carl Malone. Gary Peyton was really, really good. And so that, that should be earn respect not someone looking at a video of him and then laughing i mean gary payton doesn't deserve that i don't care what he said and i don't care how great michael jordan is don't laugh at a man who's as good as gary payton was don't don't uh, ridicule scotty pippen uh, these guys deserve better and sometimes they didn't get it in that particular series of episodes no i mean that was uh that was not <laughs> that was not how jordan responded that is true and and it doesn't surprise me that it uh it rubs a lot of folks uh, the wrong way that's well you sure. said it you said it yesterday jake or you said it a number of times that uh the jordan was petty about certain things and that's that's fine i mean it's not it's not like uh okay jordan's not perfect and I think he admitted that even on a couple of occasions. But these guys deserve better than the way it was presented, in my opinion. If that's the way Michael Jordan is, then, okay, you got to accept him for that. But don't try and whitewash it. Don't try and make this guy some kind of demigod when that's not what he is. He could put a ball in a basket really well. All right. Well, more coming up next. Stay tuned. I'm broadcasting live today from Wasatch Front. Kia, 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 right here, 770 West Riverdale Road in Ogden. So stop on by and see us. And, of course, uh, my good friend Brandon uh, joins us now. And uh, we love when we have a chance to come up here and visit uh, this particular dealership. Uh, we've been doing it for years. I've known you for years. Uh, but uh, this this stimulus tent event, it's bigger than just Wasatch Front, Kia, Kia, Kia. Yes, it is, guys. And what we got going on right now is, like you said, a stimulus tent sale event going on. Um, What we did a little bit different this year is we set up nine different tents. Um, So what we could do is if you wanted to come in, we could social distance you. So you didn't have to be in a big group with the other people that are looking at cars. 
we wanted to protect you so we did that we got hand sanitizer here um, and everything else you know is bigger too we've got over 150 used cars just sitting on this lot all right so we've got several things for you guys to look at so and zero uh, percent apr for 72 months if if that wasn't i mean big enough then six months uh make a payments for six months that's yep. amazing this is an incredible time to buy a car absolutely so yeah the zero percent's huge um and, and you know guys it's been a little bit of a hard time these last few months and you know probably moving forward for a little bit so we're going to give you guys up to six months with no payments um that way you can get get back to the normal life get back working have a great summer enjoy yourself and you know don't be burdened with the payment right now all right two locations here 770 west riverdale road uh in ogden also in Layton, one two three four north main street going on today tomorrow saturday and Monday on Memorial Day, and and I love it, Brandon. You guys have adapted. I think it's a, it's a great example of what kind of we're all doing, right? Would you know? Yeah, we it makes it a little less convenient. You got to jump through a hoop or two, but we can we can get folks settled with a new car, and we can do it safely. Yep, that's absolutely right. We'd love to help you guys out. We'll do what we need to to help you guys keep your distance and social distancing. But yeah, it's the new norm that we got to live with for now. You know, hopefully, you know it comes to an end here soon. But in the meantime. Let's do whatever we can to help uh, our uh, our clientele and uh, make sure that they're safe. How are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? We're doing wonderful. It's you good know, to see it, you, buddy. Outside, this is beautiful weather, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous. Look at this view. And we were getting million the, dollar view. We were getting the flyovers <laughs> from the jets earlier today. That's still, man, that... You know, that takes your breath away a little bit. It's pretty sweet. It absolutely does. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I. I love the view. Our dealership's got the best view in the house. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, hey, thank you for having us. Thanks for taking care of our listeners, and glad you guys are doing it this year. It's awesome. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming by, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. And Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming at you live from Wasatch Front, Kia, 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 770 West Riverdale Road, right out here in Ogden. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by uh, industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at Syringa Networks. Net. And I'll tell you what, Gordon, it's it's fun to be up here. Wasatch Front Kia shooting the breeze with Brandon during the break. The folks up here are, are just great. And uh, I love it that they're they're um, adapting to suit the needs of, of their clients. And, and their clients are responding by taking advantage of these great deals. It's fun to be up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, good folks up there. Every time we go up there, we've had a good time. Uh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And, of course, it is the Stimulus Tent event going on all weekend. Two locations for you, 1234 North Main. And, uh, of course, uh, this location here at Wasatch Front Kia, 770 West Riverdale Road. Great deals uh, to be had. All right, uh, Gordon, let's uh, bring something up. Uh, we've got a Mountain America market update at 350, Sam Amick at 4. And you wanted to bring this up, and you said we are going to be delicate with it. I'll let you set up the story, and, and we can proceed uh, cautiously. But yes. the Superdome may have a new sponsor. Yes, they wanted. To, there's an adult website that wants to put their name on that uh, on that stadium, get the naming rights, and 
when I saw that, I, I thought, is that is that appropriate? I mean, would people have a problem with that? I, I guess it's the latter question that I'm not sure about. All of us can answer the question differently, but I wonder if there's a majority of people that would have a problem. If the New Orleans Saints are your favorite team and you've got to go to that stadium every every week or every other week or during the season or whatnot, would it bother you to have an adult website's uh, name on the stadium? Uh, right? What was it before? It was Mercedes-Benz, right? Yeah, yeah, and their contract, yeah. they had a 10-year contract, and that is up. Yeah, and of course, Mercedes-Benz has uh, has the uh, the Atlanta building now, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how society would react to that, or whether that's just a publicity stunt or, or what. $15 so, million, dollars, Jake? I, I don't think it's a public, uh, publicity. Well, maybe it is to a sense that uh, that they they know that there's no chance that the Saints would take them up on that. Uh, but if if they did, I'm sure this website would jump right at it. And the fact that we're not naming the website, I think, is all that we need to know about this particular topic. But if you're asking me, my personal opinion, I don't care. It makes no difference. Why why shouldn't an adult website have the right to advertise? I mean, I think most any business out there, I know there are some restrictions when it comes to things like tobacco, but uh, uh, I don't know. Why Why should they not have a right to try and get the word out about their business just because you don't approve of it? I mean, it's legal. Well, maybe, so yeah, I've got it, no problem with maybe, that personally, but I mean, there's no way the Saints are going to do this just because they don't want that site associated with their brand. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't want to uh, say kids uh, exposed to that name. You know, maybe they don't want kids to be aware of that company uh, because of the content. You think and a franchise would be that noble? I think a franchise would take their their money in a heartbeat if they didn't think that there would be backlash from their customers. <laughs> I see. I don't know the answer to the question. This is I'm not being facetious here. I don't know the answer. I don't know where people are with that sort of thing now. You might have it. Probably the answer is you'd have some who'd have a problem with it and some who wouldn't. And, well, and I'll, I don't, I'll use a local ex- example here, Gordon, um, uh, and maybe this isn't the most popular one, but of the name of the arena that we work in, it used to be Energy Solutions Arena. I mean, Energy Solutions was doing some things that aren't necessarily all that popular and you wouldn't necessarily want to be associated with, but why shouldn't they have the right to advertise? Yeah. And obviously the Jazz agreed with that because they had no problem putting the name of that company on that uh, on their arena. But I would guess a certain amount of Jazz fans are not real wild about uh, the storage and disposal of nuclear waste in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or somewhat nuclear waste. I know there's a level on that. I don't want to get out over my skis. But that's not exactly, you know, a, a, a rosy popular company, right? Yeah. Should they not have the should they not have the ability to advertise if they can find a willing partner? I understand that, but this is a little more sensitive uh than than most cases because of the because of what I already said. You have you know, kids love sports. They love to be involved in it, and if you have to address the building in which your favorite team plays, by the name of an adult website, uh, I I could see why parent I could see why parents would have a problem with that. They don't they don't want their kids to be aware of that company. And 
thus the the, the uh, purchasing power of those parents are going to make it so the saints don't do this or would never even consider it. And it's not even that offensive of a website name either, by the way. It's uh, and I get why we're not doing it. We don't want to create waves. But no, I don't think society is is ready for this. That's why I don't think any franchise would do it. But I don't have a problem with somebody trying to advertise their business. I mean, I don't have to be their customer. Right. Right. You know, yeah, I, I, but th- but there's a di- I don't know when it comes to a community thing and regardless of who the owner is, uh, the, the, Utah thinks the jazz are theirs. Right. Uh, I'm sure that New Orleans, Louisiana probably thinks the Saints are theirs. And so even though they're not technically, when they go to the, 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 the home of that team, then they probably feel like they want a certain degree of uh, kind of a vanilla uh, approach to it. Uh, because they they want it to be acceptable to the greatest not by they I mean the franchise or the the ownership of the building uh, would want to appeal to the masses as much as possible as opposed to alienating the masses. Well, appealing to the masses is exactly what they're trying to do. I I think you hit the nail right on the head there. But I don't think they're doing it out of some sort of moral judgment. Nor do I want them doing it for that reason. Make decisions based on the bottom line. You're a business. You're not a church. Oh, but that's not the way it works, Jake. You know that. I, I, I'm 100% right. serious. I, I do not. I don't want. A, I want a professional sports organization to run a professional sports organization. I don't want them making moral judgments for me. Okay. But with so, that said, they, they should be able to run their business as pro, appealing to as many people as possible. And if I were them, I wouldn't take on a sponsor that would hurt my appeal to my customer base. And I, I think they're perfectly justified in that. Okay, but aren't those two things contradictory? No, because it's the reason they're making that decision. I don't. Uh, who well, okay, the, here, the Bensons who own the, here, the Saints? I don't. Okay, I don't so, care about the Bensons' moral outlook on uh, the world. No, no, I know. But but if if let's say an adult website offers you the most amount of money to put their name on the stadium, then are you obligated to accept that because hey, it's business? And we're not making any moral judgments here. We're just putting, we're just taking, uh, making this equal, and we're being blind to whoever's doing it. And they're offering us the most money, so we're going to accept that. That's business, right? No, no, no. But absolutely not. Here, the the just because the outcome is the same doesn't mean the 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 um, I guess the the what went into the decision is the same, right? I mean, it, I wouldn't take that even if they were the higher highest bidder. I wouldn't take that because it would cost me money on the other end. I got gotcha. you. Because okay. people would not be coming to the Superdome any longer because they would be outraged. So that would be a bad business decision because that would be costing me money. Good old-fashioned American greed is a great reason to make a decision, <laughs> Gordon, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't care about the Benson's moral obligations to whomever. Uh, okay. That doesn't make a difference to me. But if if they don't take the highest bid because that advertiser is going to cost them money, Absolutely. I, I'll give you an example with the zone. Well, what if it, uh, what if it wasn't going to cost them money? What if it was just a matter of, well, that's kind of tawdry and we don't want to be associated with that? Go right ahead. Uh, this is America. Knock yourself right out. If you don't think uh, <laughs> that you're going to, you know, face backlash and you want to take their money, their money's green. I got no problem with that. 
I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example uh, with The Zone. Uh, we used to be a sporting news radio affiliate, which is long gone. And they took in an av- advertiser, uh, Ashley Madison, the, the website, you know what I'm talking about? And they were running commercials for Ashley Madison. Well, I, I don't care. They, Ashley Madison can advertise, I suppose. But I had to do something about it. I had to call Sporting News because we were getting complaint after complaint from listeners. And that was going to cost us in the bottom line way more than whatever Sporting News was bringing in, you know? So I wasn't in, in, uh, put in a similar circumstance. I wasn't making some moral judgment on Ashley Madison. I was trying to salvage our listener, our customers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think you can make those decisions based on what's best for you because advertising for a, an adult website is probably not what's best for the New Orleans Saints at this point in time. If it, if it were, I'd, I'd have no problem with it. So, so why do you why do you think that the, that that particular website is making the bid in the first place? Yeah, so so that, that people that like you and I like will us. talk yes. about it. <laughs> yes, it's exactly, and it's on the Whoops. front page of ESPN.com. And uh, yeah, that's that's exactly uh, why they're doing it. So, all right. but I, I, if the Saints were to say yes and take their offer, they'd do that though, one hundred percent. They'd still they wouldn't. If the Saints called their bluff, they they wouldn't be bluffing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. All right. All right. Uh, we'll have a Mountain America market update coming up next. Sam Amick at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. David Locke at 5. Stay tuned. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. It's time for another Mountain America Market update. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Market Services, he's our friend Mike Blackham. What's going on, Mike? How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you doing this Thursday? We are doing terrifically well. Tell us about the markets today. Well, the markets, the broader markets traded a little lower today. The S&P was down 23 points, and the Dow Jones was down 101 points. This is much in due uh, to the poor jobs report. Another 2.4 million jobs lost this week, bringing our uh, unemployment uh, to about 39 million Americans, sadly. Um, also, U.S.-China tensions continue to escalate over whose fault it is concerning COVID-19. So some pretty dim news in the markets, but not that bad of a market change today. So again, I guess, uh, do you expect this to uh, to continue with the with the job situation being such as it is, or do you see it turning around anytime soon? You know, we had some pretty positive news in the small business market this week, which does give some positivity. You know, uh, we're entering golf season, and uh, I want to use an analogy. Tiger Woods went through a pretty dark part in his career, um, but I was talking to a friend and he said he would never win again. And uh, I love rubbing in his face that he won the Masters, the Tour Championship, uh, won in, P- in Japan a PGA event, and then exceedingly did exceedingly well at the President's Cup. Um, and so, uh, as Jim Nance said, he returned to glory. So I, I am optimistic with this uh, small business information that's coming out. Uh, as we look at the the markets and begin to open up America again, that we could see a nice turnaround. Um, so uh, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic, and I think that as in your listeners as investors should do the same. That uh, they should continue to uh, 
follow the golden rule and uh, um, just not time the market, but uh, be patient and time the market and uh, get over uh, this bad, uh, pessimistic news and hope for the best. And eventually, we'll all return to glory economically here soon. I'm, I'm very optimistic. Mike, thank you very much for the update. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Th- thanks, Mike. That's Mike Blackham from uh, Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America market update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. Gordon, Sam Amick is going to join us coming up next uh, from The Athletic. And Sam has been part of breaking the news about the NBA going to Orlando. And I was just thinking about this. Is this is that every 10-year-old's dream to get uh, basically uh, quarantined in Disney World for several months? <laughs> Probably. I wonder if, if, if it, it might wear even the most joyous kid out after a while, you know? I mean. Can you imagine 10-year-old Gordon being like, wait, wait, wait. So your solution is for me to spend the next several months at Disney World. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I think I'll I'll go ahead and let's – where do I sign? Let's do this. Whatever's best for the league. I'm right there for you. I'm I'm in it. Let's go ride Thunder Mountain. Let's make this happen. What's your favorite ride at Disneyland or Disney World? Oh, I don't know. See, I haven't been there uh, in the Disneyland since they did the whole California Adventure thing, which... Uh, You've never been to California Adventure? Cool. No, haven't done I that. The time, but at you know Disney my, World... I, well, Disneyland, I always like the Matterhorn, I guess. The Matterhorn is too rough on my back. Well, it's just you're too it's soft too herky jerky. What do you want? You, what do you Give want me Space me? Mountain, man. That, that, that makes me Oh, laugh. yeah, that's a smoother ride. It is. Much smoother. You know what? I love, I love fav- Space Mountain. It makes me laugh. I, it, my kids always uh, make fun of me because when I get on that ride, I, I start giggling. I don't know why. My <laughs> former favorite ride at Disneyland, because uh, it's there no longer, had to be Captain EO. But I don't know if you could call that a ride, really. Nah. Uh, it's just sitting there watching uh, Michael Jackson dance around, right? In 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the first time I took one of my, uh, one of my, I think it was one of my grandkids uh, to uh, to to uh, one of those things like that. And when that when that thing comes out and it looks like it's like a bug or something comes out and it's like right in front of their face, they automatically grabbed their three D glasses and took them off. Oh really? Yeah, for a kid, for a little kid, that's too intense. You know, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, you, if somebody wants to share their favorite ride at Disneyland or Disney World, <laughs> you guys are you're missing the best, the best What's of the, the best. best. My, my soaring, dream job. Soaring over California? No, what? no, no, no. The Jungle Cruise. That's the best of the best. The Jungle Cruise. Come on, that's outdated. Nah, it's it's the best. It's my dream job. In fact, is to captain the Jungle Cruise boats. To do and tell jokes really like the lame jokes you? like that. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, so Do you actually drive a boat, or is it on a rail? No, no, yes. it's on a rail. No, it's on a rail, and no, then they just no, stand no, up no. there and they make I'm fun. I'm sailing, of- doctor. I'm sailing, <laughs> doctor Martin. 
All right, we are live today at Wasatch Front Kia 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 here on Riverdale Road in Ogden, 770 West Riverdale Road. But we're here for the big Katrubus Automotive Team Memorial Stimulus Tent Sale event. This is one location, but it's going on all weekend at two locations here and then at 1234 North Main in Layton. Take advantage of it. 0% APR for 72 months plus. They'll make the payments for you for uh, for six months. It's an incredible deal. They have over 600 new and used cars in two locations for you. Uh, they've taken uh, precautions to make it easy to social distance. You can have your very own tent, uh, your, your own concierge uh, to help you. They're sanitizing all the cars. They're making it so they can uh, safely service their customers here at uh, the Katrubus tent sale event and specifically here at Wasatch Front Kia 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 770 West Riverdale Road here in Ogden. Sam Amick joins us next 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.